1: Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to
2: Patricia Raskin, Positive Living for our second terrific guest today. My guest is Vincent Sacker. He is an attorney with a passion for writing fiction. He introduced the character of Kent Taylor, Navy SEAL turned serial killer in his debut novel, The Nowhere Man. And you can log on to his website, VincentSacker, S-A-C-H-A-R.com. Welcome, Vincent.
3: Thank you, Patricia. So good to be here with you.
2: Yeah, you know, you're an attorney by day. What was your inspiration for writing a thriller about a patriotic Navy SEAL forced to use lethal skills against corrupt government officials in the country that he fought for and loved?
3: Uh, that's quite a question. Uh, I think, first of all, I would say the desire to write, to write creatively, to write a novel, is something that was within me. Um, I call him Wyborn, based on... Uh, Um, a quote by Mark Twain, where he says, the two greatest days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. And I think there's some whys in us of things we've always wanted to do. Now, as far as the theme, I think that starts with a what if. Somewhere inside of me, maybe because I am an attorney, because when I would practice corporate law in-house I had to deal with the what ifs you know the uh, potential liability issues the things to be aware of maybe somewhere a seed formed of what if what if you had a man who is suddenly stripped of everything he loves and things he honors and values um, and, and and is forced to react and he's he's gifted he's dangerous he's got these skills he's never used them for evil but they're inside of him what would happen. And I think from there I started developing the idea of a story, and that's where it came from.
2: Mm. So, and and now you you still do both, so you're combining the writing skills with being an attorney. Is it hard to do both, or how are you balancing that?
3: Well, I mean, as far as time, the difference is I get up early, I write before I go to the office, I write in the evening, sensitive to time with my wife. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't have the daytime hours when I'm at work to ever do any of my writing. Uh, so that's a discipline there. But I think the difference is, you know, when you're dealing in business and in law, your your, your form of writing and reading is much more constricted, uh, serious, business-related. Mm. Uh, but when you're doing what I did, for example, in novels, it's that creative energy, that creative writing. And, and it's very different and very liberating.
2: Yeah. Do you think that your plot, where many of the villains are politically powerful, do you think that that resonates with beliefs today that are popular? And sometimes those beliefs are around government that no longer serves the best interest of its people, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, I I think that's true. I did write a book with an intent of casting negative aspersions on the government, on, on agencies within the government. But I I have grown up since the John Kennedy assassination where some of the innocence and accepting of everything uh, was lost. And -hmm. I think it is possible to, uh, even though you respect your government, to have times when you feel mm, maybe some things aren't exactly kosher or some people within that system are not functioning as they should. And that's much more believable today than it may have been a generation or so ago. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Now, your protagonist in the novel is Kent Taylor, and he is branded unjustly uh, a terrorist by his government. Do you think that there's actually people wrongfully and maliciously persecuted by the government because of that?
3: Yes. I mean, I'm sure there there are. We don't always get the full picture. We don't always understand. We hear sometimes just what the media tells us or what impressions we get. And there may be uh, other sides to a story. We just don't know.
2: So, why did you choose this particular theme? Why was this theme compelling for you?
3: I, I think I wanted to talk from inside of a person. What happens to the man? For example, in the first novel, The Nowhere Man, Kent uh, Taylor is dubbed, you know, the ghost assassin. And I had someone who read the book said, I love your book, but why didn't you name it The Ghost Assassin? Mm. And I said, because the book is not really about his murders, uh, the, the acts of violence he engages in, the revenge killings. It's about the inside of this man and the impact that uh, the betrayal, the loss of trust, the loss of the people he most loved had on him. Uh, that's the the theme. So I think when I was writing, I was thinking about what happens to a person, to a man, to a woman, to anyone put in that kind of a position and what could it do Uh, where seemingly good people can engage in acts they might not otherwise ever have engaged in.
2: Well, I think that was you're you're coming around to my next question, which is this show is about positive thinking and positive living. So where's the positive side here? Where's, Where's the takeaway that we can look at this as a lesson and move forward in a positive way?
3: Hmm, Good question. Well, I think, you know, one of the things is to realize if you follow the pattern of what happens within Kent Taylor, he never justifies his actions. He never says, isn't it great what I did? He doesn't brag about it. He's You know, he's deeply affected and emotionally uh, wounded by it. But the positive is it begins to he nurtures a relationship, for example, with a, an FBI agent, a special agent who's legendary in his skills. He begins to see that there is trust on an individual basis, and these two men begin to touch each other in very unique ways, um, even contrary to how they, they previously thought and functioned. Something good is going to come out of this, and uh, as I lead into the second book, Nowhere Out, you're going to see a sense of redemption, a breaking down of barriers uh in Kent Taylor so the story just continues to grow and i think the good is that sometimes a good person gets wronged uh, ends up in activities for example as Kent Taylor does but it's not the end of the story there's still the real person is inside of him uh and if you can tap in there and break down that wall Kent Taylor is still that seemingly good loving Patriotic type men, and he's going to do some things that reveal that that nature.
2: You know, it's interesting as you talk, and I don't know if, if I'm if this is correct because I haven't watched the series. But as you talk, the what comes to my mind is the the the, the smash hit TV series called Breaking Bad.
3: Interesting. I've never watched that,
2: but do you know I, I, I do
3: know of the theme. Yes, and and possibly that's that that's it.
2: Yeah, the person who does go outside the law, but has a real purpose.
3: And also, Patricia, people have asked me, is it ever justifiable, is it ever ethical, right. is it ever proper right. for a, a man to, for example, engage in revenge killings? Because he was wronged, very much wronged? And the, the answer I always give is, no, it's not right, it's not lawful, it's not noble, it's not ethical. But you know what it is sometimes? Understandable. There's something inside of us that says, no, I, I'm not saying that's right, but I can understand from the depth of emotions within me why someone would feel that way.
2: Yes, and that would explain a lot of, uh, a lot of sometimes criminal activity. If you got in and talked to some of these people,
3: yes. you'd find... You know, an example, Patricia, that, that, that I think of is um, capital punishment. If you look at it on its current bunch picture of it, you say, well, maybe I don't agree with that. Maybe a life for a life is not the way we should go. Uh, maybe if we have capital punishment, we might take the life of a person we later find out was innocent. And then a certain crime comes up, and it is so horrendous that something in us says that person deserves to die, and so what we're seeing is that blend of, you know, principles and how we feel. But what happens sometimes when something comes in unexpectedly from the side and makes us take a look again and see something? And I'm not saying that any one of them justifies a change in your principles, but it, it is understandable.
2: Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I just want to, want to share this with you because I think that it's apropos. It's not the same. But And this is such a popular series. And this whole series of Breaking Bad is uh-huh. about a Walter White who's a struggling high school chemistry teacher who's diagnosed with inoperable lung cancer at the beginning of the series. He turns uh-huh. to a life of crime, producing and selling crystallized metamaphane, I'm not pronouncing mm-hmm. it correctly, in order, to secure, in order to secure his family's financial future before he dies. So that's, and it's been very, very popular. (laughs) So it's not the same, but it's got that same element.
3: It does. It certainly does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So before we take a break, my question to you is, what do you say to people in a profession that isn't writing? I mean, you're not in the writing profession, but have a book in them. How can they start to get this out and still do what they're doing, which is what you're doing?
3: Yes, I think, you know, you don't know, Patricia, how many people, when they found out I wrote a novel, said, oh, that's wonderful. I've always intended to write a book myself. And I think, and I don't mean this in any negative aspersions towards them, but they probably never will, because it is a discipline. You know, it may be in there, but you've got to go mine it out. You've got to reach in there. You've got to you know, find the discipline, the time, the commitment to say, I'm going to do this. And, you know, that doesn't always fit perfectly in a schedule. I don't have 24 hours a day to pick whatever time I want to sit at a computer and write.
2: Well, that may, that may be even better, right? Because now you're, yeah. you, you know, you have to do it within a mm-hmm. time period. Right. Yeah. Do you feel that you got inspiration for writing this novel from your work as an attorney?
3: probably true that uh, as attorneys, we're analytical, we're trained to be analytical, we deal in the what-ifs, and also we deal with language and expression. Mm
2: -hmm. Words
3: fascinate us, at least it it always did me. And we have, um, maybe we start off with a, a sense of idealism. Um, uh, it can sometimes get tarnished depending on what career path an attorney takes. Mine was corporate in-house, so it was, uh, I think, uh, a little bit easier for me to hold on to some of my ideals and not feel I was constantly engaged in battle uh, in some areas that, that might not be as comfortable. But, uh, yeah, I think that it could be a natural of, uh, outlet and outgrowth, and you do see attorneys generally um, who want to write. And because we're stuck under the strictures of uh, legal documents and uh, covenants and clauses and contracts and everything you write is going to be judged very carefully in a court of law even, uh, once we get the freedom to write creatively, where the only court we have is the court of the reader, you know, the, the general public, and the sense of are they going to enjoy what you do, uh, it's very different and very uh, very satisfying.
2: All right, on that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to be back with our guest, Vincent Sacker. His book is Nowhere Out, and he is an attorney turned novelist and does both. And uh, it's a very interesting book. It's a must for anyone who loves a thriller with wit, intricacy, and political intrigue. And we'll talk more about the message behind the book and the positive message behind the book. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living right here on Voice America, America's Voice, and we'll be right back.
1: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Listen for Matters of Design with celebrity designer Dimitri Christian Skarakis as he explores the dynamics of interior decorating. Imagine your personal style and ideas being shaped by our guest experts as they highlight a mixture of home furnishings, lighting, textiles, and fashion from around the world. If you've ever had difficulty trying to plan how to do it yourself, why not collaborate with a designer and wind up with results like you've never dreamed of? Matters of Design can be heard live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things. And together, you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite, live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
1: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain
2: inspired really fast.
1: All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living.
2: Hello, everyone, and we are back. I'm Patricia Raskin, and my guest is Vincent Sacker. And he is an attorney by day and a writer by night, or whenever he can. And he's written two novels. The second one is this book we're talking about today called Nowhere. Well, the first book was Nowhere Man, and the second novel is Nowhere Out. And he reunites Kent Taylor, which is his, uh, his protagonist in this novel, and Bill Gladding. And uh, it's a very interesting book. That has some ties to organized crime and political corruption, but it also has a genuine, funny, sensitive message uh, for all of us. Welcome back, Vincent.
3: Thank you, Patricia.
2: All right, so let's, um, let's talk about Kent Taylor's pain, because there's a lot of pain in this, because he feels responsible for the government's murder of his wife and young kids. So in this sequel, you do introduce a new love interest. How does writing this more flirtatious kind of storyline differ from when you write scenes about dealing with those cold and calculated murders?
3: Well, obviously, you know, in in addition to the fact that it's a lighter writing and you can be more humorous with it and uh, touch other emotional uh, paths by doing it, it also is... um, uh, offering him uh, something that he thought he could never have again, and so you kind of feel like you're giving some redemption, some new life, some new breath to this character that you created, and that makes it even more enjoyable. It's like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock your walls down and give you an opportunity to see something you thought you could never have again, uh, and, and and that that you know as the creator of this protagonist that's a very positive feeling and sense, and I wanted it to be that.
2: Yeah, that that's important. Now, Kent Taylor, again, protagonist and hero of your novels, he's indeed a killer who acts outside of the boundaries of the law. So the question is, do you think that it's justifiable to seek out revenge and kill those who hurt you? That's quite a, quite a question.
3: It is quite a question, and, and, and the answer is, You know, I'm an attorney. From a lawful sense, no. From an ethical sense, no. Is it morally okay to kill someone as he did? Uh, No, he's not a law enforcement official. He's not trying to to arrest someone. But what it is is uh, understandable. You have a man who feels there's no other course to him. The scandal uh, for which his wife was put to death uh, touches upon government officials, federal uh, law enforcement officers. He doesn't know who he can trust. The only one at this point in life he can trust is himself. And even then, he doesn't nobly say, you know, this was a good thing I did. Um, uh, it's almost like if there's going to be any dignity to the death of my loved ones, I'm going to have to be the one to go for it and get it. And uh, unfortunately for those who were on the wrong side of him, he is a very gifted, talented man when it comes to stealth and all those skills. It's just that he never used them in this way. He used them on behalf of his government uh, on covert missions.
2: Mm. You know, some people are distrustful of soldiers uh, when they return from war, even going so far as to the question of their mental stability. And right. your character, Kent Taylor, faces some of that you know, from the members of his family. Were you concerned at all at writing about, you know, murdering a former Navy SEAL could perpetuate that stereotype of mental instability?
3: No, I think I worked very hard to show that what Kent Taylor was not the victim of what he went through in, in battle, in war, in covert missions overseas, uh, but that in his instance what touched him and what drove him to do what he did was much more personal, much more direct, traceable uh, to the death of his loved ones um, by people he thought he should have been able to trust and who should have been protecting them. Uh, And that's quite different than somebody who comes home battle-scarred. And so I think what I was careful to do is make it clear to the reader, this is what's motivating this man. This is what has affected him. This is what has caused him to cross a boundary he might not otherwise have crossed, not battle fatigue, not even some of the things he experienced overseas, but when you hit him personally in everything that mattered most to him, everything he loved the most, everything he trusted the most.
2: Mm. This novel is about self-reinvention and a philosophy of life that you call Wyborn. What is why born? and do you think it's possible in today's world where every facet of one's life is documented online in perpetuity?
3: Yeah, I, I think it is. I think that um, there's a point where you just send out the message of who you are or what you're doing or what you want to do. And if you're consistent enough with it, I think people can catch that message and see it. Now, why born to me is something a little bit different. It's, it's kind of this understanding that something inside of you is something you've always wanted to do and be. So you will reinvent, if that's really true. Maybe all it is is discovering um, that I have these things in me. You know, uh, I heard a singer one time, I asked him, why did you write the song? He said, well, I was the only one who knew the words. You know, and if somebody can say to you, why did you write this book? Well, I'm the only one who knew the story of Kent Taylor. Uh, you know, it's reaching inside and doing that. But I do think that there is some ability to reinvent. You may never, ever satisfy everybody because there is so much that's out there today. But I think if you're consistent and you keep sending the message, enough people can hear it.
2: Yeah, what is What would you like people to get? What would be your message from this book, Vincent?
3: I think, I think to better understand uh, what happens to people when they're hurt, when they're shattered, and to see that sometimes things are not as black and white uh, as we may think they are. You could look at a Kent Taylor and think, well, he's a murderer. But even this FBI agent who encounters him is, is uncomfortably put in a position of, I can't peg him in the normal slot where I would put a criminal. There's something about this man that has character and class. And there's going to be things he does in Nowhere Out that are mm, very redemptive. And um, he gets to take the things inside of him that in book one he ultimately used, let's say, to the negative. And now you're going to see he's going to start using them to the positive. Mm-hmm. He, he can reach in and use them in a way that's going to make a difference for other people's lives and, mm-hmm. and give them an opportunity that his own family never had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is that very positive notion to that.
2: Thank you. And that's the, certainly the goal of this program is really to leave listeners with that. How can people get your book?
3: Uh, it's on Amazon It's uh, and other sites, but Amazon's an easy one. Or they can go, as you said, to S A C H A R S-A-C-H-A-R.com, and I can lead them from that website to um, where they can get it. The book is available in uh, paperback and uh, ebook, digital, so either way.
2: All right. My guest has been Vincent Sacker, His book is Nowhere Out. He's an attorney by day, and he's written this wonderful novel. It's his second novel, and it's nowhere out. So go to um, VincentSacker.com. Is that correct?
3: That's correct, yes.
2: VincentSacker.com or Amazon.com. Thanks so much for being on the program.
3: Oh, thank you for, for having me. I enjoy, I've been following you online and I'm impressed with what you do. So I'm an honored guest. Honored oh. to be a guest.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. All right, stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, and that this wraps up uh, this version or this segment of Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Just want to remind you that uh, I'm also offering now coaching for people in going through a change or transition. And you can write to me, patricia at patriciaraskin.com, and I will offer you a complimentary 15 minute session. And uh, we all go through changes in life, and we often need a boost, and that's why I'm here and uh, to help you get to the next positive step of your life. So remember, folks, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Bye for now.